Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Free throws good, 86-66. 20 point lead. Lob to Peyton, the second from Andre. And that is another dunk for Golden State. Andre threw that before Peyton ever left the ground. No, go get it. Go get it, young man. Another dunk for Golden State. Another dunk for Gary Payton II as the Warriors win it tonight at home. Handle business kind of a win for the Dubs. 126-85 to is the final. That's right. Warriors led in this one in the second half by as many as 44. They win by 41. And the Warriors now are 7-1. and through the first eight games of this NBA campaign. John Dickinson inside Chase Center, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. I want to hear from you as uh, we keep this thing rolling for the next hour or so, talking Dubs basketball as the Warriors, uh, another n- big night for the bench uh, in this one as the Warriors uh, continue to make hay and take advantage of a favorable schedule uh, in the early part of the season as the, the Warriors wind up knocking down 23 pointers in this game. They put up 53s and 42s. How about that? 53 point attempts. They knocked down right at 40% of them, 20 for 50 from three point range. And that was despite missing 13 consecutive three-pointers at one point, late second quarter and on in uh, to the third. You look at the Warriors were 10 for their first 20 from deep, 10 for their first 20. Then they go 0 for 13, and then they wind up 10 for their last 17 from three-point range. You add it all up, and the Warriors wind up knocking down 20 out of 50 for 40%, and they roll uh, in particular in the second half, and in particular after a hot start for the Pelicans in the first quarter. Pelicans came out, they were knocking down shots, seemed to be energized, playing with the, the desperation of a team that came in to Chase Center tonight, uh, albeit without Zion Williamson and, and Brandon Ingram, but but a team that was trying to at least hang in the game, maybe catch the Warriors on a night where they're sleeping a little bit uh, against, uh, you know, feeling their record a little bit, and, and they could maybe take take advantage and and hang in the game. And the Pelicans did actually have a a 22-21 lead in this one. 434 mark of the first quarter. Pelicans up by a point. And then it was all Warriors pretty much from there. 105-63 from that point on. And in the second half, 
72 to 35. 72 to 35 for the Warriors in the second half of this one. And they wind up blowing out the Pelicans 126 to 85. 888 What are you thinking about this basketball team right now? There's a lot to like uh, as the Warriors just continue. I think the best way to put it is handling their business and they continue to emerge with just more and more bench pieces on a night in night out basis who continue to, to be a factor. Uh, and I mean, you just look at, at Bielitsa and Gary Payton, the second and Andrea Godala and all three of those players had a major impact on the game tonight. You look at the plus minuses, 33 for Bielitsa, a plus 33 and they all played basically just a tick under 18 minutes Plus 33, Bielitsa. Plus 23, Gary Payton the second. He scores 17 points. And then you've got Andre Iguodala, who, I mean, it, it looked a lot like the old Andre Iguodala you know, line on a night where he scores two points. He, he doesn't knock down a three. He's one for four. And yet he's got 10 assists, and he has a calming influence. And, and we're, we're just seeing the... The strength in numbers aspect of this thing, strength in numbers maybe 2.0 for the Warriors in this 2021-22 season. And they are not only uh, the type of group that you're just hoping can hang on to a lead or hang on to a position that the, the starters you know, put them in, but but now they're, they're the kind of group that's developing uh, into the the type that, on certain nights can actually flip a game where maybe the starters are going through the motions a little bit. Maybe the starters don't quite have it. Maybe they're a little turnover prone as this team's starting unit can tend to be from time to time. And and look, there's going to be a lot of nights where Steph's going to be cooking and Draymond's going to be putting his imprint on things and Clay Thompson's going to be back in the fold at some point. And I think this team's going to hum and they're going to continue to, to click and and learn more about themselves and, and positions on the floor where they have to be to make themselves successful. But but having a bench group in your back pocket, it's not going to happen every game. And we've already seen there have been games where the Warriors have been rolling and the bench comes in and, and they give it back. And, and that's put the Warriors in, in some vulnerable positions. The Clippers game stands out. The Grizzlies game, the one loss here in the first eight, stand out. So it, it's never going to be perfect with a bench. It's never going to be all-encompassing every night for a, an NBA bench. But there are a lot of teams in the NBA that don't have a bench that's capable of, of ever hardly flipping a game in a positive direction. And I think the Warriors now have shown in about half of the eight that, that they have multiple different pieces that can have a major, major impact and, and help propel this team uh, to wins. So I, I think whether it's Peyton uh, and Iguodala and, and, and there's just, there's a versatility to it too, where you can go with more shooting if you need it. I think we saw Steve Kerr do that from time to time. You can go with more defense if you need it. And, and the, and the pieces just seem to fit and, and the basketball IQ, I, I think for this team top to bottom, but it really speaks to the players that were added into this mix in this past off season, the basketball IQ for the Warriors has grown exponentially. 
uh, I think, over where it was in the middle of last season, toward the end of last season, and Steve Kerr's got options on top of options uh, on top of options. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson inside Chase Center as the Warriors beat the Pelicans tonight, 126-85. to So the Warriors now 7-1 and on the season. Uh, the Pelicans dipped to 1-9. and They are in a very bad way. Wouldn't surprise you. Uh, at least me, even with Zion Williamson coming back and Brandon Ingram, I know they think they're going to be a little bit better, but it wouldn't surprise me if if they are uh, the team that just complete. There's always that team that thinks they're going to be okay, and and then they wind up or or in the mix for a playoff spot, in the mix for a playing spot, and and they're just horrible because of injuries, and they're just way worse than than you think. I think the Pelicans. Uh, could could wind up maybe being that team in the Western Conference. They have the worst record in the NBA as they walk out of Chase Center tonight uh, at 1-9. and nine. And look, the Warriors have a couple of wins over Oklahoma City in, in the first couple of weeks of this season, one in this building, one uh, in OKC. Uh, and they handle the Pelicans tonight. And now the Houston Rockets come in, and they're 1-7 record and six-game losing streak that matches the six-game losing streak that the Pelicans carry out of here and, and onto the airport. Uh, so it, it becomes now another opportunity for the Warriors to get another win and just keep padding this thing with four games to go on the homestand. I think if you look at the homestand overall, 3-1 uh, and one in the first four, 7-1 and one in total. And now the Rockets, that's a game that, that you put uh, in line with the game tonight and in the game in line with the game against Oklahoma City where you handle business. It doesn't have to be a 41-point blowout. It doesn't have to be uh, the kind of game where you outscore your opponent by 37 in the second half. It it doesn't have to be a game where where everybody dominates, but you want it to to be a win and I think a, a somewhat comfortable win. You get yourself to eight and one, and then you got Atlanta, Minnesota, and Chicago, some teams that are playing uh, higher quality basketball, especially uh, when you look at, at at Atlanta and really more specifically Chicago. Atlanta is actually off to a, a funky start to begin their season. They've been dealing with some injuries, I, I think competitiveness issues with them. I think getting to the Eastern Conference Finals a, a year ago, there's a little bit of a hangover for them where when you play at that level for that long uh, and and you make a run like the Hawks did, I, I think the regular season doesn't mean as much the next year, especially in October and the first week in November. And I think the Hawks are dealing with that. I mean, they're four and five uh, at, at this point. Uh, so the point I'm getting at is some more winnable, winnable games for this Golden State Warriors basketball team on this homestand. And look, there was potential for this thing to be real good, maybe maybe an 8-4 and four kind of a start. Right now, this thing could wind up being 10-2 and two, or, dare I say, even 11-1 and one, uh, when you look at, at the opponents that are coming in to Chase Center here over the next week in the homestand that will be completed one week from tonight uh, when the Warriors do take on the Chicago Bulls, who will be on a western swing, uh, currently sitting uh, at 6-2. and two. Uh, So tell me what you like about this one tonight. Uh, tell me how for real you feel the Warriors are. How for real are the Warriors right now uh, as they sit 
uh, at seven and one. Uh, is it a byproduct of, of the schedule, or is this team showing some legitimate signs right now that they could be one of not only the best teams in the Western Conference, but potentially uh, one of the best teams in the NBA overall for the long haul. I mean, look, they, they haven't played uh, a Utah yet. Uh, they, they haven't played uh, a Philadelphia or a, or a Miami or, or a Milwaukee. Again, Milwaukee down there with Atlanta in the East, sitting at four and five and, and dealing with their own issues. But I will say this, they have played the Lakers, and, and look, you, the Lakers, you could make the case are in shambles, but the Warriors took care of business in that second half and, and, and really you know, played well in that second half and, and took it to the Lakers. I know the Warriors haven't played Denver yet. They, they really uh, you know, haven't played. I'm looking you know, through this. I mean, the Lakers are, are still, Lakers and Grizzlies, the best two teams they've played. Uh, if you just look at the Western Conference, they got the Pelicans, they got a couple against the Thunder. Uh, in the early going, the Clippers are, are four and four. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out once the schedule gets more difficult. But that was the gift that the Warriors were granted by the NBA, uh, albeit they were going to have to play this, this softer portion of the schedule without Clay Thompson. Uh, but they're taking not just a little bit advantage of it, they're taking full uh, advantage of it to this point uh, to improve to seven and one. So how for real is it? I got a number for you coming up on the other side uh, that it'll tell you. And, and look, it's early, small sample size uh, at, at that. But I, I got a number for you that would tell you maybe that this Warriors team is for real. The eye test and, and the way that they play, uh, I think that bodes well. Uh, but we can get into that between now and 11 o'clock. 888-957-9570. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr. We're going to hear from from Andre Iguodala as well. Uh, it is Warriors wrap-up. John Dickinson inside Chase Center right here. Warriors beat the Pelicans tonight 126-85 on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. goes up, stripped by Curry. Peyton the second, takes it in transition, lost the handle, finds Iguodala, locates Curry straight on from 27. Reynolds at home. He's got 12 in the quarter, and the Warriors have their biggest lead of the quarter. It's a five-point advantage, 29 to 24. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. And the Warriors would lead at the end of the first quarter, 38-31. Stephen Curry finishing with 12 in that quarter. Four of seven from three for Steph in the first quarter. Warriors knocked down eight of their 20 three-pointers in the first quarter. Uh, Eight for 18 for the Dubs. They knocked down 20 of 50 overall. Stephen Curry winds up with 19 and the Warriors win 126 to 85. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson back inside Chase Center. Uh, And uh, let's get to the phones and we'll start with Robin tonight uh, on 95.7 the game. Robin, I've I've been told we got to get to you and let you get it in quick because the cell phone's running a little bit low. So how are you? JJ, I'm fine. We got to get in quick because I'm at six percent. This uh, on my cell phone. This is what I wanted to say. In terms of, um, I, I told a friend tonight. I said, you know what? The mediocrity. People might c- compare, might say that it's parody, it's balanced, and they love it. Me, I'm old school. I like the powerhouses because you, you, it was always you could beat them. So to me, I said I'd be glad when the Warriors really play someone. But then I started looking at other teams that are supposed to be marquee schedule, and, and I really just see a, a, a schedules of that are just like a weak teams, you know, and I'm really just not filling the balance of the NBA, but that's just me. So the Suns, the Suns don't look that much better than the Warriors. Look at the Lakers. Oh, they're in the shambles. LeBron didn't play. Well, they got AD on the floor. So if you look at the schedules of all the teams, really, and compare them to the rest of the teams to compare them contrast, I mean, I'm not feeling the parity and the balance. So I really can't take from the Warriors. But when I look at their games right now, it looks like practice games to me, even though I see good things. I hope that makes sense. Love you, brother. Peace out, J.D. Thanks, Robin. Appreciate the call. Robin's line open, 888-957-9570. A lot to chew on. Uh, I, I think I, I think it's a good point that, that Robin brings up. There is a little bit more parity, I think, in particular in the Western Conference, and teams are trying to figure things out. It, and you could make the case, hey, the Warriors haven't played this team or that team. But the reality is the Warriors – they they that they're benefiting from that right now and not and I don't mean that like their 7 and 1 isn't legitimate at all I mean that by they're they're playing 
better basketball than some of these teams. They're playing more cohesively together, and I think that's why they're off to the start because all these other teams that have other – the Lakers are the perfect example. Robin brought up the Lakers. They're in shambles. They're not playing well. LeBron's been out. Well, the Laker-Warrior comparison is the perfect example right now because the Lakers got beat by the Warriors in the opener, right? So the Warriors have that win in hand at Staples. And then they've lost to the Thunder twice, the Lakers. So the Warriors and the Lakers both have played the Thunder twice, have played them once in OKC and once at home. And the Lakers lost both games, and the Warriors won both games. So you, you just look, I mean, that, like, no excuses. Like, they haven't been, they haven't been winning those games. You know, Phoenix lost at, at home to Sacramento. Looks like maybe they're an improved team. You know, Portland in the opener lost to them. Like, it's these other teams that don't have as good of records. Part of the reason they don't have as good of records is because they're not handling business as consistently as the Warriors are against maybe some of the, the lesser opponents uh, in the NBA. So you get credit for it. And, and I think, you know, it doesn't make a difference. You're, you're going to play good teams eventually. You're going to play teams maybe when you're not, not playing well eventually. But when the schedule came out back in August, you knew there was a, a chance for the, the Warriors to, to make some hay. And you know what? Houston's coming in. Handle handle Houston. Atlanta's coming in. You know, they're not going to be as good as you would have thought they were. Minnesota. Uh, you know, the, the Bulls are coming up. You know, Charlotte is, is a mess. And there'll be a, a test. You know, Brooklyn is the big test on, on the upcoming trip. They are going to play Philadelphia uh, the night before Thanksgiving. Philadelphia is in here in Chase Center. Uh, Portland's going to be in. They do go to Phoenix on the last day of, of November, and then Phoenix comes in the first game of December. So a couple of days separate those two. So a couple of Phoenix games, Philly, uh, you know, that, that game that I mentioned. And, and so uh, there's going to be some, some tougher games. There is a middle of December road trip that looks like they're going to play some teams. They play Philly again. They play uh, the Knicks uh, at the Garden. They play Indiana, although Indiana's not what Indiana has been either. Uh, in in recent memory, and and then uh, you know there is the, the stretch to close out the calendar year, uh, where they play Memphis and Phoenix and Denver a, a couple of times to close out 2021, and then they go to Utah to begin 2022 on New Year's night. Uh, so uh, the, the games are coming, but I think the good news for the Warriors right now is the games are coming as they're going to be getting healthier. So. You you stack those wins, and look, every win you get now, it's not like this team isn't going to be dealing with some kind of adversity at some point down the line. Uh, I mean, last year, the Warriors were, I think, fortunate that, that Steph Curry played 63 out of 72. I think they're hoping he plays, obviously, all 82 this season. But the reality is he probably won't play all 82. And what kind of a team are you going to be if, you, if he misses a handful of games here and there? And how good, you know, you hope if you have to deal with that, as every team typically does for a, a small stretch, you hope that Clay Thompson's back in the fold. You hope that this team's got uh, you know, greater depth that, that not only, you know, the kind of depth that doesn't just function when all the pieces are in the right places, but the kind of depth to where maybe you can plug somebody from a lesser role into a more expansive role, and that can help you still win games to where if you do have to play 10 games without your superstar, you're not going 1-9 and nine in those games and then wasting the eight 
you know seven and one, eight and one, ten and two, whatever this great start uh, winds up being. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game five one zero mentioning that exact point last year. You hold your breath when Steph sat. Now the offense just seems spread out. The high IQ component that I talked about uh, in segment number one. Uh, number one rated defense from the four one five through eight games. Uh, that's a recipe for an elite team. Uh, but, yeah, they, they were number one in defense. And, and after tonight, look, a 41-point win early in the season uh, will will go a long way. But the Warriors lead the NBA in point differential now through through eight games, 13.7. Uh, and, yeah, you get a 41 in there, that's going to bump that up. Uh, but, but you look at the top teams in the league, there are three teams that currently have – uh, point differential uh, in double digits in the positive side, uh, and they are the Warriors right now at 13.7 off of tonight. The Jazz, who who I think have been the best team in the NBA uh, th- through the first couple of weeks of the season, I've had the chance to watch them. But but look, we all know how that can turn in the postseason for Utah, and we're, we're a long ways away from that. But the Jazz have looked excellent. Uh, to, to this point, and their only loss was to Chicago in Chicago, and Chicago is is six and two, and the Warriors are going to see them at the end of this this trip. So, a lot of really good things: the the depth, the defense. I, I think the ability to use the three point shot to erase stretches of games or maybe other things aren't going well because you have so many different players that that can knock down a three. I thought that was a a key component to the game on Wednesday night was the fact that the Warriors were kind of struggling and both teams weren't really playing well and the turnovers were a, a major issue, but they were knocking down threes and the fact that they were knocking down threes was keeping them close until they could gather themselves, until they could get their uh, bleep together, so to speak, and uh, and then they did and went on a run. Like so much a part of, of having success in the NBA is treading water until you can go on a big run. I mean, the great Warriors teams of the 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19 era, how often did you see them just kind of floating in a game and then boom, they'd get four or five stops in a row. Steph would hit a couple threes. Him and Clay would go off, and all of a sudden, Draymond snarling and Steph's shimmying, and a, a game that was close turned into a blowout. The Warriors have shown some of those tendencies, I think, in the first couple of weeks of this season, and I think uh, there's a, a lot of promise to that. All right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's hear from Steve Kerr uh, following this one as the Warriors. Uh, their largest margin of victory on this young season. Here's the head coach of the Dubs. I feel like I'm asking this almost every game now, but what did you think of the contribution you got off the, the bench tonight? Yeah, phenomenal. Um, just looking at the box score, um, Ellie, Gary, and Andre, first three guys off the bench, plus 33, plus 23, plus 26. Um, they all played 17 minutes. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I, I thought uh, New Orleans really came out in that first quarter, they're playing hard and knocking down shots. And the, uh, the bench came in and kind of settled us down, got, uh, got some stops and got the game back in our favor. 
you took 53s and 42s. It didn't look like you were, I mean, the guys were just flinging the threes. Were those in the system? Were those fine to take that many? Yeah, I didn't even know that until you just mentioned it. So it wasn't anything that uh, seemed uh, out of character or out of system. It, I, I just thought we got good shots and uh, the ball was moving and, and the guys did a great job of finding each other. You did miss 13 threes in a row. Did you, were you cognizant of that or did you feel it? Yeah. You know, they, they, they did a good job in the second quarter. They kind of changed the matchups around. They had Valanchunas guarding Wiggins and, and, um, you know, anytime you can sort of tweak the game a little bit, um, it just changes the uh, the look and the feel of the game. And I thought uh, that was a good move by them strategically. And, um, you know, we had some open looks, but we weren't making them. And and we I think that stretch was probably the end of the second quarter, I'm guessing. Or end of the third quarter. You know, into the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that last stretch in the second was uh, we were getting open looks. And that's what I told the guys at halftime. I said, just, you know, keep playing. Don't. Don't worry if the ball's not going in. If you're getting good shots, that's the whole point of the game. And just uh, we knew that they would go in eventually. I know you talked a lot about Peyton after the last game, but just um, what can you say about the energy he continues to bring as his role continues to increase here? Yeah, he's a, he's really a weapon. Um, he is really a dynamic player. And I think the fit with this year's team is, is so good because he's got shooting around him. Uh, so we, we can almost invert the offense. You know, Gary can become the, the dive man and pick and roll. Um, and then we've got our big guys, Belly and, and Otto, out at the three-point line. So it's an interesting, different kind of look and Gary is so effective uh, as a dive um, guy lob catcher a good passer you know out of the short roll so it's uh, he's a real weapon and um, you saw it again tonight Steve uh, 36 assists and 12 turnovers what do those numbers mean to you that's the goal you know 12 turnovers is our goal and and um, tonight felt like the uh, the game just we kept it simple you know um, only stretch we had where it didn't feel great was, um, you know, our defense early on. And then that late second quarter, um, you know, uh, drought, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't because we were, you know, getting good shots. It was, um, you know, it was, we were, we just were missing. That's all. So um, all in all, I just felt like everybody kept making the simple play and that's, that's crucial. This is another depth question, but you were talking before the game about wanting to change up Steph's minutes, allowing him to, to sit in the first and, and in the third. So how is it to now not only be able to sit him, keep him under 30 minutes tonight, but not have to worry about what's going to happen in those non-Steph minutes that they're, you're not going to necessarily lose the lead or lose any steam? Yeah, I mean, we have to establish that. We um... It, it, it hasn't been seamless, but that's one of the reasons we're playing with the rotation a little bit and um, trying to buy him a couple of minutes in the in the first quarter. Um, at times, if he's rolling, we keep him out there. If we feel like we can buy a couple minutes, great. If the other group that comes in is rolling, then we'll keep him on the bench and then start him in the second quarter. So he's been really um, – open to trying uh, different stuff. He knows how much talent we have on this roster and, and we should be experimenting with a lot of different combinations, which we're doing. And he's, he's been great, but it is fun to see him on the floor to start the, you know, the second and fourth quarter with, um, with a group of guys who can shoot because it's pretty tough to tough to guard that.
I'm sure you love seeing 41, 22, 21-point margins, um, but what does it mean to have that time kind of at the end of the fourth quarter where the game's been decided a little bit, you're able to get maybe some of these younger guys in playing time? Yeah, yeah, you, you just you just want to keep those guys fresh and, and um, you know, happy. And um, when you can put your rookies out there and get them a good run um, and the bench is, you know, up and cheering and, you know, they, these are the nights that, that go a long way. And uh, so... You know, it's a great start for the team, and um, we, uh, we're we in a good place. We just got to keep going, keep getting better. But, um, you know, just take advantage of the, of the home schedule right now and, and uh, see where it all goes. And Steph asked you just, hey, can I just finish quarters if we're going to tweak it around? Is there anything that – because he's always finished quarters. He's always played the first and the third all the way through. If you tweak that a little bit, as he requested, hey, can I at least finish the quarters? No, he hasn't requested anything yet. I think we're in the stages where, um, you know, we're experimenting a little bit. Um, I love having him close quarters. I mean, you, you know, he's the best in the world at two-for-ones, um, half-court shots. I mean – you, you want them out there at the end of the quarter. Um, on the other hand, if you make a, um, a substitution and the team is going well, then you just let that group go. And that would be um, the time to, to, to bring Steph back to start the second. So um, I don't know that there's going to be a set pattern. As long as our players are comfortable doing it this way, then we can just kind of ride the hot combinations and, uh, and find find different combinations to, during the course of the game that are working well. You started the fourth with both Steph and Jordan. I don't know if you would plan. Is that the plan for them to, to be together to start the second and the fourth? It wasn't the plan before the game, but uh, we felt like that was a good idea because we felt like we could uh, get a look at that lineup uh, with both of them on the floor with uh, Belly and, and Otto and Andre uh, because of the, the shooting and the offensive capability of that group. And because we had a good lead and we felt like um, if Steph could have a good, you know, three or four minutes with that group, maybe we could sit him the rest of the night. And that's what happened. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. The Warriors are able to get uh, Steph and Jordan Poole out there, uh, get them a few minutes together and uh, yeah, test that out. I I think Steve Kerr likes to tinker uh, and early in the season, especially, but I think at different points of the season, he likes to test out different groups, different combinations of, of players, different ways to, to, to play uh, where, where his guys can be effective. And I think when, the team's maybe not winning at the level that the fan base wants. Uh, it, it can, you know, it, it can be a, a little bit frustrating from, from time to time. But I think the one thing that the Warriors, uh, you know, have this year is enough talent top to bottom to where you can tinker a little bit more and it's not always going to feel like it might cost you a win on an, uh, uh, you know, on an every night basis. And I think the, the margin for error, I think overall for this team uh, th- th- is greater than it was a year ago. It felt like last year, everything had to be perfect. Steph had to play a certain way and you had to not give it all back when he wasn't in the game. And you had to make sure that he got back in the game at the right time and, and that you didn't go too long with this group or that group. And there just seems a little bit more flexibility for, for Steve Kerr because, I mean, let's just put it bluntly. 
This Warriors team's more talented. The pieces fit together, and they have more good players top to bottom uh, than they did a year ago. And I think that's why they've been able to to get off to, to such a, a hot start. And that was something that uh, you know, really it, it, it's a lot like the way they finished last season with, sure, a, a softer schedule. But this team couldn't win three consecutive games until the end of February, uh, you know, two plus months into the season and really didn't get on any kind of extended hot streak until the final 20 games of the season. So to see this team able to do that right off the top, uh, I, I think it bodes very well. And uh, look, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with, with Stephen Curry's minutes. Uh, I did think it was funny in the first quarter after Steve Kerr had, had talked before the game, about how they were going to try and get him a few minutes rest, but he wouldn't take him out. He wouldn't take him out if he was on a hot streak. If he was, and and then wouldn't you know? That's exactly what happens in the first game after Steve Kerr addresses it. Is Steph Curry's going off for twelve and a quarter and and four threes, and it felt like he had the opportunity maybe even to hit a couple of more uh, and and really push things out in what was a a 38-31 quarter for the Warriors with Steph having 12 of them. You you just adjust. You go back to the way that you've done it uh, essentially for the last seven years or so, and you you just move on from there. But, yeah, what happens uh, with Stephen Curry's minutes and and what the combinations wind up being and and how Clay Thompson factors into that – because I don't necessarily think it's about trying to get Steph back in the game earlier. Like, I know that's been a big point of conversation. Well, if you take him out earlier, then you can bring him back earlier. And I think – Sure, maybe a game here and a game there, but I don't see Steve Kerr getting carried away with that where it's playing the, the you know the final eight, nine minutes of a game because he bought him a couple of minutes a little bit earlier uh, once in a while but i i don't I think the move is more and and in the audio we just played, Steve Kerr kind of doubled down on the fact that it's more to get the overall average. Uh, in terms of minutes uh, down a, a little bit. We're going to hear from Andre Iguodala coming up here uh, momentarily. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It is Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson inside Chase Center where the Warriors were victorious over the Pelicans, 126-85. to Warriors led this one by as many as 44 a 72-35 to 35 second half for the Warriors, who now are 7-1, and one, along with the Jazz. Uh, and then you look over in the Eastern Conference, and you got Philadelphia at 7-2. At and two. So the best two, top two teams in the league right now, both reside in the West, Utah and Golden State, uh, both at 7-1, and one, and the Warriors are going to have to continue to take advantage uh, of this early season schedule uh, and, and and keep stacking wins. And, and I'll, I'm going to talk about it a lot throughout this season. You know, what I, I think the, the high end in terms of off season optimism was probably the question you'd ask is, can this team win 50 games? Well, what's the path to win 50 games? And the, and the rough estimate is you're going to play 32 potentially without Clay if he's back right around Christmas. You're going to play maybe 50 with Clay from that point forward. It's going to take him uh, some time to adjust. And I, I think 
the the template uh, given the schedule, you know, how would this team get to 50? The template would be 20 and 12 with the softer schedule in the games without Clay, and then it would be can you go 30 and 20? after the brief adjustment, and then maybe getting on a roll down the stretch. Just roughly speaking, I think that was the template. Go 20-12 and 12 without him, 30-20 and 20 with him, uh, and, and be you know playing your best basketball, preferably uh, at, at the end of the season. And you look at where this Warriors team is at right now at 7-1, and one, it, it, and you just you parse it out. I mean, to get to 20-12 and 12 at this point, all you got to do now is go what thirteen and eleven, thirteen and eleven in the in, you know in the next twenty four, and and you, you're at that twenty and twelve marker. If anything, uh, the Warriors probably have the potential to to go even bigger than that. While you know before the schedule gets uh, more difficult because they already have banked. Uh, so many uh, of these wins. 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear uh, from Andre Iguodala. But first, uh, we want to let you know you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM, and HD1 San Francisco, and Odyssey Station, brought to you by DuckDuckGo, Privacy Simplified. Uh, Andre Iguodala, not always uh, someone that wants to be at the podium post-game, even maybe a joke or two in here uh, with respect to that. But uh, the great Raymond Ritter able to wrangle up Andre Iguodala and get him to the podium tonight uh, because he's been such a key cog for this Warriors team uh, in the early going. Uh, First up, uh, Iguodala asked about Jonathan Kaminga and the ability to uh, work on his game with uh, less pressure of having to perform for the Golden State Warriors off the top. I'm looking forward to him getting out the mistakes in the G League games. And, you know, uh, I think it's being used the right way. You know, early on, it was trying to figure out how to use the G League where um, Moses just went down and I talked to Moses. I think he saw 16 shots his first game. And I'd say, good, you know, get your misses out the way in, in the G League games and um, get a, you know, try tight passes. You know, it's like talking to my son. It's crazy. You know, I tell my son the same exact thing. Using practice and using those practice games in the G League as a way to figure out what you do well, figure out what you need to work on. And then when you come up here, uh, it's a little – you're playing a little more tighter. You really can't make the same mistakes. You can't have a turnover or two. You've got to play clean basketball. But you can use a G League to, you know, get you comfortable with, you know, taking two shots up here and still being efficient. So uh, with him, he just got to uh, stay in the gym and literally, you know, morning, early – practice then come back at night and then play gd games come back play a game here he just got to just be enwrapped in basketball for his first five or six years and you know if he does that he has opportunity to be special there have been some comparisons to the strength and numbers era of this organization does the depth have any resemblance of that the depth does you know and but we'll see it more when 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 wise and clay come back and obviously everyone wants to know where Clay be himself when he comes back and, and we're going to give him all the time in the world and opportunities in the world to you know get comfortable and be himself and Wise is so young uh, but he's so raw and uh, he wants to be great uh, so you know that takes two guys out of star lineup and just puts them with the second unit which gives us even more depth so like I said it's it's a mental thing we're having that much depth just making sure guys are really locked in and, and 
valuing the winning as opposed to the individual side of, you know, how many minutes they're getting because we have too much depth. You're a guy who in that 2014-15 season did make a sacrifice by going to the bench and presumably Jordan Poole is going to have to make that sacrifice when Clay Thompson is back and gets his legs back underneath him. So what type of mentality does it take to put the personal aside and just be all in? Well, it's changed. You know, um, he was born at the right time and then the TV money soon, the gambling money soon. So regardless if he comes <laughs> off the bench or if he starts, he's going to make a lot of money. So it's, you know, it's, it's up to me to make sure that the second unit is going to be his and he's going to have even more freedom coming off the bench as opposed to starting. And uh, it might take some time to adjust to that, but that's the new age NBA. Like you can make a ton of money uh, coming off the bench and you can be even more comfortable coming off the bench. I think I would joke after the first year uh, when I would have to start because of injury, I would say, I don't want to start, you know, I would, I would joke with Steve, nah, start somebody else. So he'll, he'll learn that, uh, you know, he's going to have a lot more possessions, a lot more opportunities, and we got to get him to the foul line. I think that's the next phase for him and not relying on having, you know, 26 with zero free throws. I think he had 31 last game with zero free throws. He likes those clay stat lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no rebounds and he had an assist. Andre, you were watching Wiseman from afar last season, and now you've got to see him in practice, get to be around him. You've talked about like what is the limit for him? Is there is what is what is his career going to look like? Do you think? Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting how the NBA's kind of uh, it's kind of went away from guys with his skill set in terms of he can be a dominant figure inside. I mean Giannis is dominant, but Giannis is you know his ball handling skills and the way he attacks is essentially he's like a guard. Uh, but with Wise, he can change the game. You know, I said it always just takes one guy to bring back the mid-range in terms of they got a double team. You know, defense has to shift and you have to pull over to him so much that the mid-range is going to be open, the elbow is going to be open, and those are going to start being a point of attack once you have a dominant big. So, But he still can run the floor well. He can actually handle it really well. The way the game's been played at that age group now, though, it's they've gone away from a field or a skill set. So it's, you know, about, you know, you see a lot of highlights. It's a guy getting the rebound and going coast to coast doing their thing. You don't really see too many guys doing backdoor passes or, you know, setting screens, high lows, uh, the small nuances of the game that you had in the, you know, before the era of, you know, Steph changing the game. So I think it comes back, but, you know, he has to understand that making players around him better will make his job and make his, uh, life a whole lot easier and will actually help him have better stats by just being able to make the guys around him better. I'm not really, you know, just, you know, I've seen a lot, play for a lot of different coaches, coaches, and then I've been in a lot of different environments and you kind of get a feel for, you know, just take a look around the league, you know, see how teams are set up, see how they're playing, uh, see how the game's being played. And you can kind of size yourself up with other teams. Um, and, we, you know, like I said, we got two guys, two starters that are out. So, you know, we got an opportunity to do something special. But we got to continue to try to get better every single day. Find our weaknesses before other teams do. You know, that's the, that's the one thing I'm always harping on is like, all right, what is uh, our Achilles heel? And then how do we turn that into a strength? And we've been able to do that in the years we've had success. So uh, I think we can get back to that this year and, uh, you know, playing with 13, 14 guys that can really impact the game.
So Andre Iguodala talking about a lot of different things there. Warriors taking advantage of the early schedule, which we've spent a good chunk of the hour uh, getting into the depth and versatility. Uh, How about the comments with respect to Jordan Poole? He's going to own that second unit. I I agree with Iguodala. I think it's that's only going to free him up uh, to to be more impactful uh, where he's going to have chances to just go off and, and look to try and, and and dominate. I think I think Poole is that piece to where you know he's the guy that you're going to plug in and, and maybe get look for more shots and scoring from if somebody's out, a la the way that they're using him right now with Clay Thompson out. Uh, if Steph has to miss a little bit of time here and there, he's somebody you can put the ball in his hands and 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 let him try and make some plays and score. But but really, where he's going to, you, you start thinking about the depth that this team has now. And then you take Clay Thompson and put him in, and then you take Jordan Poole and you make Jordan Poole in a spot where he can just be an instant offense guy and and a, a playmaker with the bench group. And I also think you may see a little bit of him and Wiseman because him and Wiseman have had a connection. You know, where does Wiseman fit uh, in, in everything that the Warriors are trying to do? I think putting Wiseman out there with Jordan Poole at, at certain times uh, could could be beneficial to both, and then it's a matter of a couple other shooters out there, maybe Iguodala, and and then and then you got uh, a little bit of action, and then uh, off the top, uh, Iguodala just talking about uh, Kaminga and and Wiseman and and Moses Moody and and figuring out just you know, how they can make the most of their G League time and their time with the Warriors. The Warriors, by the way, uh, did send Jonathan Kaminga to Santa Cruz uh, after the ball game tonight. That uh, announcement uh, just made uh, the Santa Cruz uh, Warriors playing tonight uh, as well uh, as uh, they got beat. Uh, I think the Stockton Kings handled uh, the C-dubs the uh, in their ball game tonight. Uh, but, yeah, Kaminga and, and Moody are going to be up and down, getting minutes, needing to play, trying to make the most of it. Good for him to go down on uh, what will be an off day now for the Warriors. Uh, the back-to-back coming uh, tomorrow and Monday. Uh, Warriors are not going to practice tomorrow, so they'll be back at it uh, on Sunday when they take on the Houston Rockets. And the Rockets come in uh, with a record now uh, of one and seven. So uh, another game, uh, and you look at, at Houston, they're giving up a lot of points. And so the Warriors are, are a team uh, right now that's, that's you know, top handful of teams in, in terms of offense, top of the league in terms of, of defense, and you know, rebounding has been good. I mean, this team, this team's been just doing everything well, even – areas of this team that in the past they've struggled with have have been strengths uh, for this team so far this season. And yeah, you look at the Rockets, uh, the Rockets giving up uh, a lot of points. They're giving up 112.1 in their first eight games, which has got them only uh, narrowly ahead of the Pelicans, who give up 112.7 and the Grizzlies, who give up 113.3. So the Warriors uh, getting an opportunity to see some teams that, that struggle a little bit defensively. I think that only helps to open up things for the Dubs offensively. And, and then the Warriors have played very well themselves uh, defensively uh, so far 
this season. And uh, the Warriors, uh, again, uh, opponent points per game. Uh, and tonight, definitely helping it. But uh, And sure, you want to measure uh, for pace, and you want to measure rating and all of that. And the Warriors are doing very well uh, in terms of that. But 99-4, there's only three teams in the league right now that are uh, allowing their opponents uh, in uh, double and not triple digits. And it's it's the Warriors, it's the Nuggets, uh, and the only team better to this point uh, defensively in the league uh, is the Miami Heat, who are off to a great, great start. All right, that's going to do it for me. Uh, John Dickinson inside Chase Center. Uh, thanks to Sterling. Thanks to everybody uh, in our San Francisco studios. I'll be back with you Tomorrow, bright and early, uh, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. for Warriors this week. Uh, joined by Nick Friedel. As always, uh, we'll be with you from 9 until 1. Uh, Kendra Andrews of NBC Sports Bay Area is going to join us at noon for that show. So keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game for that. And then I'll be back on Sunday afternoon from Chase Center here once again. Warriors and the Rockets, 4 o'clock for Warriors Live. Whitey Gleason on hand with me for that one. And then we'll have the Warriors and the Rockets for you on 95.7 The Game. That'll do it. We'll talk to you in the morning. Uh, for everybody back at the station, I'm John Dickinson. Warriors get it done tonight, 126-85. to 85, And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 